You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to another edition of Through the Smoke, a Miami Hurricanes football and recruiting podcast here on the 24-7 Sports Network. David Lake joined, as always, by Gabby Urrutia. And with the spring game wrapped up, Gabby, it is now talent acquisition season. We're in full swing. Transfer portal is open for 15 days here in this spring window. And it is time for Miami to try and close it and bring in a nice little wave of commitments here uh, during the spring session with summer on the horizon. Summer's kind of a time where you try and close on those elite recruits after official visits, et cetera. This spring is a time to kind of get your numbers up in your class, in my opinion. Um, before we get started here, Gabby, I want to highlight 50% off deal going on at 24-7 Sports. Uh, so that gets you a year's worth of coverage VIP on the VIP level for $53. I want to note too, if you're a monthly subscriber, you can upgrade to that annual level and take advantage of that. That's not always uh, the case with these annual subscription deals, uh, but that is an option here for this current 50% off deal. This deal ends Tuesday night at 11:59. So if you're listening, to this podcast now with talent acquisition season in full swing. Good time to jump in on that VIP level. Take advantage of this deal. The Star Horton Group is a real estate company that covers all of Miami-Dade, Broward, and Palm Beach counties. Born and raised in Miami, Star is committed to growing his clients' wealth and securing their futures. One of the top realtors in the state, Star knows the ins and outs of the market to make sure his clients get the best possible value when they sell or buy. If you're looking to buy or sell or know someone who is, call or text STAR directly at 561-573-4661. And here's the beauty. When you refer someone to STAR, he will donate $250 to the Miami Hurricanes Athletic Fund in your name upon the closing of the deal. So to have a great real estate experience and help our Canes, call or text STAR today at 561-573-4661. Gabby, let's jump into a recent commit, Mr. Dylan Day out of Southern Lab High School in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, popped to Miami on Sunday evening. He goes six foot 170, graded as a three-star by 24-7 sports with an 87 rating, so a fairly high-level three-star. He had offers from Arizona State, 
Georgia Tech, Maryland, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, West Virginia. Tell us about what we need to know with Mr. Dylan Day, um, because he's not really a name that we've talked about here on the podcast. Uh, so, so what do we need to know about him as a prospect? Yeah, Dylan Day is someone that Miami, I mean, Lance Guidry, first of all, uh, identified really early in the process. I mean, he picked up an offer from Marshall back in September. Uh, and then we know Lance Guidry made the, initially made the move to Tulane to be the defensive coordinator over there. He offered Dylan Day while at Tulane. And then when Mario Cristobal kind of snatched him from Tulane, uh, one of the first offers that went out was to Dylan Day. Uh, you know, this is someone, this is a prospect that uh, Lance Guidry is, is really high on, uh, thinks that he can play nickel uh, for them in this, in his in his defense. Uh, again, I think he's, he's someone that visited Miami in March. Uh, so they've been able to evaluate him in person, have been able to see him, not only Guidry, but the rest of the staff as well. And uh, again, I think he sort of just has what they're looking for. We know that Miami wants to recruit the state of Louisiana. I think that was pretty well established when Lance Guidry got here. And I think that this is a kid, again, I mean, you turn on the tape, he plays some outside corner. You see him a lot playing in the slot, where, which again is where Miami wants to play him. You see him playing a uh, high safety. And I, I think he makes instinctual plays. I think he shows that, uh, you know, he's willing to be physical and, uh, you know, come down and hit somebody. Uh, I think he does a good job of tracking the ball, finding the ball. And when the ball's in his hands, being able to actually do something with it, you see him kind of make the move to wide receiver a few times on tape and make plays on the offensive side of the ball. So again, I think, uh, you know, he's someone that they like, uh, you know, just what he brings on that defensive side of the ball and then has some good track stuff. I think as a sophomore was on a four by 100 uh, relay team that won a state title uh, has an 11, three, 300 meter time to his name, which, which isn't bad, you know, for, you know, especially for again, a, a slot defensive back like that. Uh, so I think he definitely has some tools to work with. And again, I know people, especially the Lance Gidry are very excited about him. Yeah, I agree with everything you said, Gabby. He does, in my mind, and, you know, I'm glad Miami sees it this way, projects as kind of an in-the-box safety slash big nickel, however you want to define it. I agree with all those things you said in terms of his versatility with the different positions he does play. I also want to note he's aggressive on special teams, uh, which I find good, just that he has that competitive edge to him to want to knock people out on special teams. Um, good depth player, developmental player, you know, I, I'm, I think it's fine, uh, this take and, um, you know, Miami is now sitting at what four commits for this yeah, class, four commits, four commits. And, uh, you know, like I said, I think it's, it's about time to kind of get the numbers up in this class and that's going to come here in the coming weeks, which brings us to some crystal balls rolling in. This episode is also brought to you by Midway Sports, your one-stop shop for all of your sporting good needs, located just two miles south of the University of Miami. This locally owned small business has everything you would need to gear up for every sport. Their stocked up men's, women's, and kids' selections has you and your family covered for all of your outdoor needs. Use promo code SMOKE15 for 15% off your online order at MidwaySports.com. Gabby, you've been dropping some crystal balls. Our colleague at 24-7 Sports, Steve Wiltfong, national recruiting expert, dropping some Miami crystal balls as well. Um, let's start with, let's stay in the secondary. Defensive back Isaiah Thomas out of Clearwater Academy International. He goes about 6'2", 200, 205. 
originally from Toronto, Canada, I believe. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Gabby. He missed some of the second half of his season last year with the torn ACL, but you turn on the tape and there is a lot to like there. What, what do we need to know about Mr. Isaiah Thomas? Yeah, I think this is someone that Miami made a move with this past weekend. Uh, Isaiah Thomas um, is someone that Miami, you know, offered along with a number of other schools this spring after evaluating even, you know, that smaller sample size of that junior year before the injury, uh, six foot two, 205 pounds. Uh, again, you mentioned from Toronto. And look, I think this is someone that, again, when, once they kind of saw him in person and, you know, just me seeing him also, I think he checks off, you know, six foot two, I mean, 200 plus pounds. He seems to be a, a thicker body type. And, uh, you know, I just think this this visit, uh, you know, went a long way. He, he set up his first official visit with Miami uh, for that final weekend in June, the June 23rd weekend, which I think we've already highlighted, sh- highlighted is shaping up to be, uh, you know, the really big one that Miami's kind of right. trying to plan. Uh, so he's going to be a part of that big weekend. And I think the Hurricanes are in a really, really good spot here, uh, you know, just kind of, again, just in this in the scope of, of this spring and and, you know, moving forward. It's another player that's physical, triggers quickly when he when he diagnoses a play, has good size, as you alluded to. He kind of reminds me and I'm curious just from a body type perspective, if there's similarities, he reminds me of Caleb Spencer a little yeah. bit on film. Uh, with the way he plays does he have that same kind of size to him as well yeah I don't think he's quite as big as as Caleb Spencer but I think again I think it's a fair I think those are like the body types you know I think there are similar yeah. body types and I think physicality maybe, yeah yeah I think Caleb Spencer uh, and him again are, are two I mean again not saying that they're Miami has like smaller safeties which I guess they do but Caleb Spencer is definitely one of the bigger guys outside of James Williams uh, you know, in that secondary, I think, you know, if they were to bring in a guy like Isaiah Thomas, he would walk in there and again, just kind of look the part, uh, you know, yeah. especially compared to some of the other guys that are kind of in the room. So, yeah, I think uh, Isaiah Thomas definitely, uh, you know, and Caleb Spencer both have, uh, you know, those bigger body types. And again, maybe I think Caleb Spencer might be a little bit bigger, uh, but yeah, I think both really, really good prospects. Attention business owners. I'm going to say three words you've probably heard of by now employee retention credit. If you're a business owner with W-2 employees and you haven't explored this program, you need to schedule a call with our friends at Foreman Law Offices, ASAP. The employee retention credit can put thousands of dollars back into the hands of business owners. However, the rules are complex and have changed many times since the inception of the program. You need to have a qualified law firm with experience in the ERC Evaluate this for your business. You won't owe them a dime until you get paid. All you have to do is go to erclawyers.com and fill out the short questionnaire to schedule a call with their team. Two minutes may be worth thousands of dollars for your business. Get it done today. erclawyers.com. Tell them TTS sent you for Through the Smoke. Another crystal ball to touch on that has been dropped for Miami this from from Steve Wolfong. I don't know. I don't think you've dropped one for Ricky Knight yet. No, no not yet. The cornerback out of the Benjamin School. He goes six foot one seventy, three star guy, eighty seven rating. We've we've talked about him plenty here on the podcast, and we've talked about him primarily from the standpoint of this is going to be a Miami and Florida State battle. Um, I know you didn't drop the crystal ball on him. But what's your understanding of where Miami stands with him after he did visit the spring game, correct? 
Yeah, yeah. He visited Miami spring game on Friday. He got up to Florida State spring game on Saturday. So hit both of those schools once again. I mean, he's been, uh, you know, really consistent at just getting to both Miami and Florida State. And, and I, you know, I still think it's going to be a Miami and Florida State battle. Uh, you know, maybe I, I think it is fair that Steve Wolfong is leaning towards uh, Miami in that one. I mean, he said he's saying all the right things about the Hurricanes. I mean, he's he, he, every time he comes around, it just seems like he's feeling better about Miami than he was the last. So, you know, I can totally see Miami winning out in this one. Again, he's going to be on that big June official visit week and that last one that, you know, is, is going to be a huge one. So I think it's a good sign. Just kind of we're watching the way uh, certain recruitments are trending and then where they're kind of coming in that June on that June schedule i think that uh you know things are lining up in a positive way but uh you know i'm still not ruling out the seminoles again i think that uh you know him getting back up to tallahassee after doing all that on friday i think is also telling about his interest in those guys nice player with uh adequate length speed ball skills a willingness to be physical i view him kind of as a guy you develop for a year or two maybe even three years and then he can be a starter type corner for a place like miami so That would definitely be a nice guy to keep home on the recruiting trail. Gabby, this guy you did drop a crystal ball for, Mr. Juan Manaya on the offensive line. He is massive. I saw him walking around uh, at the spring game. He he is all of 6'6", 6'7", 315. He is out of Paramus Catholic in New Jersey. Not ranked at the time of this recording, by 24-7, but he does have some pretty good offers to his name from Power 5 programs like Maryland, Duke, Boston College, Florida, Kentucky, Penn State, Pittsburgh, Syracuse, Ole Miss, West Virginia. So not ranked yet, but clearly the uh, college coaches believe he, he is a Power 5 player. What do we need to know about that crystal ball prediction from you? Yeah, I would think when Juan Manaya visited Miami for the first time, when he visited Miami in the spring, he told me then that Miami was doing the best job recruiting him. Uh, you know, coming out of that visit, I feel like, you know, Miami's still doing the best job recruiting him again. He came back down for the second time this spring. Uh, he was at their final practice on Thursday, was back for the spring game on Friday. I believe he left uh, early Saturday morning, but I, I think Miami's the team to beat there. Uh, I think that they've just they've just done a really good job recruiting him. They've been recruiting him, you know, through his junior season. Uh, he's someone that he's a body type that they identified early on in the process. And I think they feel good about uh, the tools that he has. He could rep 225 on the bench 21 times. He's still 16 years old. So, you know, he's going to he, he's going to basically be, you know, if, if he does enroll early, he would be 17 years old if he were to when he arrives at his college destination, which I'm, you know, guessing is going to be Miami. And, uh, you know, I think that there's a lot of just, you know, I think with Alex Mirabal and, and Mario Cristobal, and we've talked about this, David, I think they're going to bet on the, on certain traits and certain body types. Yeah. And Juan Manaya, six foot six, like you mentioned, listed at 315. I think he's probably bigger than that. You know, just just basically what I'm just been able to gather probably closer to that 330 pound range projects probably as an interior defensive lineman. So again, we saw it with Tommy Kinsler last cycle, big body guard, uh, someone that's probably gonna have to develop for a couple of years. I think they view Juan Manaya or Frankie Tinelau is kind of the same thing, kind of raw, Uh, maybe Juan Manaya, who's probably been playing football a little bit longer than, uh, you know, Frankie Tinelau has, but big body guard type uh, has some promising tools. They're going to bet on those guys. They're going to get them into the program. They're going to develop them. And by the time those guys are redshirt sophomores, redshirt juniors, I think they're going to be ready to go. And 
again, quality depth, quality, you know, potential to be starters. Uh, I think yeah. they're going to bank on those guys all the time. So I think, and I think that's what they've done here with Juan Manaya. And uh, again, I think it's some, I think it's one that's going to pay off for them. Yeah. Stash them away for a few years, work with them, develop them, see what you got. We saw it in the spring game on Friday night, right? When Miami didn't have their full allotment of first team offensive linemen, you saw a guard that was six foot one, six foot two in there and a guard that was six foot one, six foot in there on the other side. So this can also be about developing depth. You don't want the drop-off to be that significant on the offensive line. And Juan Manaya is a way to go, ways to go. He's not an immediate impact player, but um, you know you have to layer it uh, in recruiting as well as try to stack elite talent on top of uh, elite talent. Another guy I want to ask you about, Gabby, and this is a Steve Wilt von Crystal Ball for KJ Duff, who's kind of like a tween, to me at least, he's kind of a tweener, tight end, wide receiver, just a, a bigger bodied pass catcher. He plays for the Miami Raw seven on seven team down here in South Florida. And, you know, he's a player that I, I think is definitely ascending, a player that is a power five player. Um, and he visited Miami, what, Thursday, maybe? Yeah, it was Thursday. And I think that day, Steve Wolfong dropped a crystal ball for Miami to land KJ Duff. What's your understanding of that situation? Yeah, I mean, that was an interesting just turn of events. I mean, Miami was kind of evaluating KJ Duff as a tight end. Uh, KJ Duff gets to campus and Kevin Beard just kind of takes over the recruitment, ends up offering him as a wide receiver, which is uh, something that, you know, like Syracuse has kind of, you know, told him that he could be. Um, I think some others have told him he could be a wide receiver. Personally, some I think he's a wide receiver personally. Now, yeah. My, my opinion means nothing, but he looks like a wide receiver to me, but go ahead. Yeah. No, I mean, I think there's the, I mean, it depends what, of course it depends what you're looking for. There's some speed stuff uh, that's, you know, not verified. And, and I think that's maybe where there was just some hold up, even as a tight end where like being like offering him as a tight end initially. Um, but look, I mean, like what you said, David, I mean, he's a big pass catcher. He has a, he has a wide catch radius, uh, what he's done on the seven on seven circuit, like I mean, it can't really be ignored. I mean, he's a guy that can go up and make plays. And look, again, I think that this was, uh, you know, offering him as a wide receiver was was a first step in this recruitment. Uh, you know, Miami's still chasing, you know, some of maybe their top of the board guys. I mean, we got, you know, got Chance Robinson on the board. They're still chasing Josiah Trader, uh, still chasing Jeremiah Smith. They're still going to recruit LeWayne McCoy. Uh, definitely some others just nationally that Miami's recruiting as well. But KJ Duff is someone that again, I think Miami's intrigued by. And I think that offer was kind of telling him like, Hey, you know, we're, we're definitely doing our homework on you. And, uh, you know, we're going to continue to kind of evaluate you as we go through this process. Let's talk just big picture thoughts on the class right now. So again, we, we discuss it. Miami has four commits, Chance Robinson, the four-star wide receiver, out of St. Thomas Aquinas that they added uh, just after the spring game. Quarterback Judd Anderson out of the state of Georgia. Defensive back, big nickel slash in-the-box safety, Dylan Day out of Louisiana. And kicker Abram Murray out of Louisiana. So they're at four commitments, uh, ranked number 51 overall in the country according to 24-7 Sports. Gabby, do you view these commitments as like kind of getting the ball rolling a little bit from a numbers perspective are you concerned just 
give us your big picture thoughts on where things stand with this class and do you feel like things are going to start picking up here soon yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm not concerned. Uh, you know, again, I do think that they're kind of adding some numbers in right now. Uh, you know, some guys who are kind of, again, they evaluated, uh, they're willing to take their commitments. Um, you know, we've talked about how, you know, where this process is going to go, especially with some of the the higher level guys and how those processes play out. But I think this these are fine first steps, you know, getting Dylan Day on board. Again, that's a guy, if that's a guy you say you like and you're willing to take him, like now's a good time. Uh, let's see what happens here over the next, you know, a few days or even a few weeks. I mean, you get a big time guy like Chance Robinson on board. I mean, you get a blue chip wide receiver position of need, a local kid at a powerhouse program. I, mean, I think that's, I think that's a big win for them. And then look, I, I do think that they're going to start adding numbers here soon. Uh, you know, they're already at four. Uh, I can see those numbers growing here, even over, you know, over the next seven to 10 days or, or, or so, like I can see things just continuing uh, to kind of, you know, roll downhill. And then, you know, again, as we go through the process with some of these more, you know, elite guys, I think that could be maybe later on down the line, but I, I'm not concerned about where Miami is at right now. Yeah. You say 51, that doesn't look great on paper, but I think that again, they're, they're starting to get everything moving. Uh, they're starting to kind of get their ducks in a row. And I think that they have a plan. And again, I think that's in motion right now. I will say, and this is hypothetical. So, you know, let's just say hypothetically Miami lands uh, commitments from Isaiah Thomas, Juan Manaya, and let's just say Ricky Knight. I don't know if Ricky Knight's going to decide anytime soon, but let's just say those three guys committed to Miami today as we're doing this podcast. Miami would then jump to the number 26 overall class in the country, which is still not where Miami wants to be um, at the end of the cycle, of course. But still, 26 looks a lot better than 51. And the point is, too, these guys, those guys aren't even four-star recruits. Yeah. And so, you know, you get three three-stars, you make a 25-spot jump. That's all it takes. To me, that just, you know, kind of underscores how recruiting rankings in April, you know. Don't really matter. And I want to say, just like on, along those same lines, David, uh, the the 20, like the, the team rankings go by the composite rankings. And right now, like Dylan Day's, ranking technically doesn't even advance Miami anything in the team rankings because he yeah. has no composite ranking. Juan Manaya does not have a composite ranking either. He will have a 24 seven sports ranking. Uh, you know, I'm guessing here soon. Uh, but again, he will like Juan Manaya won't, it doesn't impact the rankings either. So once those guys have a composite ranking that what, whatever that you say, 26, that it could probably be even be a little bit higher. Uh, you know, once sure. the industry sort of ranks these guys where we have a composite score to kind of slap onto it. So 26, and even with those guys, maybe let's just, it, it, it could be, you know, again, a top 25 class with just this group. And again, I think it's very base. I think that'd be very baseline, you know, very yes. like, okay, this is just the very beginning form of what this class is. And I think it already puts Miami again, they're, they're, this is going to be a top, they're going to push for a top five, a top 10, top five class. And, you know, they're, if they're able to just sneak their way into the top 25, just, you know, getting some of the guys they feel like they can just close on, uh, you know, going into before they even get into the summer months, once they get into those summer months where all the blue chip guys are going to start those big time dudes, we're talking like the top two, four, seven guys, when those guys start making decisions, I mean, once Miami starts rounding out the class and starts adding the meat to that class, I mean, they're just going to slide right into like, you know, the, the big, you know, the big picture of just 
every like every top program in the country be. exactly where they want to be in this recruiting stuff so i think they're just kind of making their move it's like a nascar race so we're just kind of like making little things to get kind of closer to that front line and i think they're just kind of you know weaving around right now trying to trying to just position themselves to make that big push yeah let's take a quick break and on the other side we will discuss some of those elite big time prospects that miami is trending up for after the month of spring football. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. All right, we are back. Gabby, before we jump into some of these elite prospects that Miami is trending in a good way for here after the spring, I do want to touch on just a bit of uh, news from a Miami standpoint that you know our listeners will be curious to hear your take on, and that is Coach Demarcus Van Dyke taking the uh, corners job at FIU. He had been an analyst for the Hurricanes uh, more recently here. Um, You know, Miami fans know him as a guy that is a good recruiter in terms of his ability to connect with young players. But Gabby, from a Miami standpoint, and of course, best of luck to Coach DVD as, you know, he wants to get back on the field. And so, uh, and he wants to be an on-field coach. And this is what you have to do. Uh, You have to go cut your teeth at these lower levels and work your way up. There's no doubt he's going to do that. Uh, So best of luck to him from that standpoint. But just from a Miami standpoint, Gabby, what does this mean for Miami's recruiting efforts in general? Yeah, again, I mean, just before that, I want to say, you know, congratulations to Coach Van Dyke. I mean, this is a move he had to make, just kind of, you know, what you were saying, David, like, he needs to go, he needed to take this step. He needed to do this for his career. If he wants to be, you know, on the field long, you know, again, five, 10 years down the line, this is a move he had to make for his career. Super pumped for him. Uh, DVD is one of the all-time great dudes. I mean, he's just, he's been awesome to get to know and just, you know, all that fun stuff. I mean, he's, he's a really, really awesome dude and he loves the hurricanes. Um, but, you know, for inter- as far as Miami goes, 
Uh, you know, I just think the operation, you know, the hamster wheel keeps spinning, man. I mean, I think that they're still going to do a good job uh, recruiting the defensive backfield. I mean, I think that they still have momentum with a lot of guys in the, in the defensive backfield. And look, I think that this is a, it, this is a, a team recruiting effort. Um, I don't think the program is as big or small as, as one person. And DeMarcus Van Dyke okay. was a very, was a very good recruiter. Uh, he did a really good job getting some talent here at the university of Miami. He did a good job keeping Miami in some recruitments, uh, you know, just kind of giving them a, ch a chance. But I, I think ultimately, you know, Miami is going to be okay. Uh, again, like he, he was awesome. He was very valuable to what these guys were doing here, but uh, you know, he's, the, the Miami is, 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 is going to keep going. You know, they're going to keep recruiting these guys at Jamal die. I think is going to do a really good job. Uh, you know, they're going to find a, a defensive analyst to, to replace him who I think, uh, you know, just kind of the, some of the candidates that I'm hearing, uh, you know, have ties to areas and parts of the country that they want to recruit at a high level. And again, I think that Miami's going to keep doing their thing. They're going to still keep recruiting the top DBs. They're going to rec recruit the guys that DeMarcus Van Dyke was recruiting. Um, and again, they're, you know, the sun's going to come out tomorrow and, uh, you know, they still have to get guys in there. So, uh, you know, again, super pumped for DVD, happy, really, really happy for him and this opportunity that he had. And uh, again, I think for I think it was good for him to move on. And I think, uh, you know, Miami is just going to keep doing what they got to do to to recruit at a high level. Yeah, well said. So let's uh, let's get into I asked you, Gabby, and this probably doesn't include all the top 150 recruits. Miami's trending up for. Uh, but I did ask you for a handful of top 150 prospects because that's kind of how I define elite prospects now. The elite of the elite are going to be those five-star guys. But I think if you're if you're in that top 150, you're an elite prospect. Uh, so that's kind of where I put the line at. And, uh, you know, I do want to say, like, not saying Miami's going to end up with these guys. There's still a way to go. But Miami is trending up for a good group of these top 150 prospects. So let's get into it. The first name you gave me... Uh, you know, went back-to-back -back weekends at Miami, top 10 player in the country, number seven overall player in the country, according to 24-7 Sports, Mr. David Stone, the defensive tackle at an IMG Academy. You're still feeling good about where Miami stands there? Yeah, I mean, I think Miami definitely made a move in that recruitment. Uh, you know, Oklahoma, Michigan State have been two of the programs who uh, who, who, who have really felt like kind of like the kind of, kind of like they were leading the pack, like they're out in front. I think Miami put themselves on par with with both, if not, you know, one of them, not both of those programs. Uh, you know, his he came the first weekend with his teammates. That went really well. Came back the next weekend with his family, and that went super well. He said the second weekend was better than the first, and he talked about how much he enjoyed that first weekend. Uh, you know, I think Jason Taylor, just getting to know him, getting to meet him, I think understanding his resume and what he's accomplished, uh, I think resonated very well. I mean, how how could it not? But, uh, you know, I think Miami's done a really good job of, 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 you know, furthering that relationship with David Stone. And I think it's also, you know, uh, worth mentioning how strong those relationships are at IMG Academy. Uh, Miami signed four guys from that school. And I think uh, Mario Cristobal has really uh, made it a priority to make sure that they're good with IMG Academy and that, you know, people right. around IMG Academy know that Miami is a place where they can send their kids again for years and years and years. I mean, IMG Academy was an SEC factory essentially with Alabama, Georgia, some other guys like that. But Miami, I think has, has really solidified a footprint in that, 
you know, national powerhouse program. And I think that that matters too in this recruitment as it goes a distance and David Stone, you know, is a two-year guy there. So I think uh, the coaches there, uh, you know, do have a, you know, what they think and what they feel does matter. Let's stay at that powerhouse program because another guy from IMG Academy, you, you put on our list here and that's running back Jarrett Gibson, who is the number one, sorry, number 41 overall player in the country. Uh, Big time running back. I think the guy's a stud. He early on in this cycle, he was getting major Texas buzz. I do think I read recently, maybe even maybe last week on on the site when Steve Wolfong dropped some notes on our website, where he said he feels like Miami's running number two, which I think is notable. Just kind of shows yeah. Miami's still working at it, chipping away, maybe even making up a little ground. But why did you want to talk about Jared Gibson here in this podcast? I think for all the for all those reasons that you just mentioned, David. I mean, I think uh, you know before that, uh, Jared Gibson had four official visits set. It was Alabama, it was Georgia, it was Tennessee, and it was Texas. Uh, Jared Gibson bumps Alabama off of his schedule and uh, sets uh, a June 9th official visit for Miami. And it does feel like now it's kind of like the Hurricanes and 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 Texas kind of again, lead, you know, really out in front. Uh, he just visited Texas again this weekend, so. You know, the Longhorns definitely should be viewed as the team to beat. But I think Miami's really, really creeping up in this recruitment. He spent some time, you know, that first weekend where we were just talking about with David Stone, he came with his teammates. Jared Gibson was one of those teammates that he came with. And I think it was important for him to really see everything that Miami sort of had to offer. Uh, David, I remember talking to him at IMG's Pro Day when we went up there. And he said he had a great relationship with Tim Harris Jr. when he was at UCF, just as someone that was recruiting him, you know, while at UCF, all that type of stuff. So I think that it was a pretty seamless transition for Miami. And uh, I think that, you know, that opportunity of those guys coming down gave Jared Gibson uh, a, a chance to really give Miami a thorough look. And I think, uh, you know, after that, I think Miami, from Miami's perspective, they're like, yeah, this is a dude. Like, this is a guy that we kind of need, just kind of, yeah. you know, eyeballing him. And then, uh, you know, I think that they've been able to kind of turn the heat up a little bit there too. So I think getting him back is going to be really important. Again, that, that OV in June. Um, hopefully they can get him back even before that, maybe some sort of unofficial capacity, but I think that official visit is going to be a pretty big deal. It's going to be the second one of his process. He has Georgia on the second. And then after Miami, he goes to Tennessee on June 16th and then wraps up June in Texas, uh, for that last weekend. So again, I think the Longhorns, uh, having the last say is notable, but I think, uh, Miami's definitely, you know, has their hat in the ring, which is of course, you know, a big deal here. Money can be the root of all evil. When you don't understand it, a couple of bad decisions shouldn't continue to affect us years later, and the path to recovery shouldn't be as painful as the regret. Everyone at some point needs help with their financial situation, and Pride Financial can lend that helping hand. Pride Financial offers a patient and judgment-free environment and will provide you with the knowledge and power you need to realize your dreams. Once they identify your goals, they will guide you to the finish line, holding your hand every step of the way. Repairing and building credit is only the first step. They'll educate you on a variety of banking and financial institutions, what resources they offer, and how to maximize funding for your financial needs. Gain access to a vast network of realtors and licensed dealers to receive outstanding deals on prime real estate and the newest vehicles to fit your lifestyle. They even offer education and services to assist those more involved on the business side of things. Text 
393-7698 or email globalchoice underscore consulting at yahoo.com to book a free consultation with Pride Financial. And let's take pride in our finances. Another name you passed along, Miami's trending up for defensive tackle Aiden Breland, the number 25 overall player in the country. He's from Southern California, Matter Day High School. Uh, he was at the spring game, correct? Yeah. Um, he's visited Miami a couple times here this calendar year. Why are you feeling good about him in Miami? Yeah, I think just the fact that he came back, like, uh, you know, he, he he's from Southern California. I mean, he did his kind of extended Miami stay at the beginning of spring football. And then, you know, you could have gone really, again, there was a lot of spring games last week. And you could have kind of gone anywhere. And he came down to Miami that Friday to watch Miami spring game. He quickly got to Georgia. Uh, you know, at least he told me he was going to Georgia. I don't know if he actually got there or not, but he said he was going to Georgia the day after. So, of course, this, this is a recruitment that there's a lot of nationally prominent programs invested in. Uh, but again, I think getting him back down was a really big deal. And, you know, he basically told me he's dropping a top 10 soon. Miami uh, was definitely going to be in that. And of course, a long way to go from from 10 to one. But I think Miami, again, is in the probably in that bet in the better half of that top 10. And uh, again, I think that they've done a really good job of just really cementing themselves as, as a real contender. Uh, Mario Cristobal was the first coach to offer him uh, at the high school. Or really, I guess he wasn't even in high school yet. He was in the eighth grade when Mario Cristobal was the first person to offer him. So uh, I think those long-term relationships, uh, you know, have really helped, uh, you know, the Hurricanes kind of stay again in the thick of this. You also pass along Georgia commit Jalen Hayward, a defensive back, maybe like a nickel, big nickel slash safety type. He comes out of Rockledge High School here in the state of Florida. Number 92 overall player in the country. I know you talked with him over the weekend. What, What were the main takeaways with that conversation? Yeah, I think probably the big the biggest takeaway is just that Jalen Hayward is going to take an official visit to Miami. Uh, he has only he has just two visits set up. Uh, the first one is to Georgia, I believe, the first weekend of, of June, and then he has Miami again this last weekend of June, where they're kind of loading up. Uh, Jalen Hayward is going to be one of the big names, uh, you know, one of the headliners uh, of that official visit weekend. He was talking to me about his relationship with Coach Adai, how he uh, you know won a national championship at Georgia. Uh, you know, he's telling him he could get on the field sooner at Miami than he would at Georgia. Uh, you know, he could play the position he wants to play. And then, again, I think they just have a, a pretty tight bond. So I think that relationship has helped Miami kind of, you know, again, you know, put themselves in in an all right spot. And Jalen Hayward visited Miami with his family earlier this spring. So uh, the people around him have kind of, you know, checked off Miami as a as a realistic option for them and the family. Uh, so I think that that's really important also. Miami is known as tight end university and one top 150 player they are trending positively for is Caleb Odom. He is number 68 over on the country, Carrollton High School in Georgia. Why do you feel like Miami's trending up for Mr. Odom? Yeah, you know, I think uh, Miami's done a really good job of getting tight ends on campus this spring. It felt like every week or every practice there was one tight end or the other that was in Coral Gables watching practice. And I think Caleb Odom is the name that they kind of have circled at the top of the board right now, where after kind of evaluating everybody, after going through the process of, of seeing a bunch of dudes, uh, you know, I've mentioned before, they want to take sort of like that flex outside tight end and then another inline guy. And, and Caleb Odom is their guy, I think, at that flex spot. I, I, I mean, we watched him meet, you know, Andrew Ivins, uh, 
you know, a couple others in the network were able to see Caleb Odom this weekend. And I, I think he is, you know, we, I think 24 seven sports has him ranked as a number five tight end of the number 67 overall player. I think he is a top tight five tight end nationally. Uh, he definitely looks the part. I mean, you turn on the junior tape, he's making plays at outside receiver went for over 1100 yards. I mean, he's a guy that, uh, you know, again, I think uh, is thicker than people even really, you know, imagine. I, I think he's he can easily pack on weight. I think he has a frame where he can, you know, you can throw 15, 20 pounds on him. And I don't think it's going to really, you know, impact the way he moves very much just because of the way he's kind of built. Um, and again, I think this is the dude that Miami feels like they have to have, uh, you know, at that tight end spot. And I think Miami's done a really good job of, uh, you know, kind of, you know, hammering that message home. And, uh, you know, he told me over the weekend that Miami's uh, at the very top for him. So I think uh, Miami is, you know, I, I wrote, I believe on, uh, I think it was Sunday that uh, Caleb Odom was one crystal ball I was pretty close to getting to. And I'm not quite there yet, but I can definitely see myself eventually, uh, you know, pulling, pulling the trigger and, and throwing in that forecast for Miami for Caleb Odom. Yeah, he's the guy in a recent podcast that we had that I've said, his tape reminds me a lot of David Njoku's tape at the same stage. So athletic playmaking tight end uh, definitely could be a weapon for the offense. Next up, number 105 overall player in the country. According to the composite, defensive end Marquise Lightfoot. He hails from Kenwood Academy in Chicago, Illinois. Tell us about him. Yeah, I mean, this is a, uh, this is a pass rusher that, uh, Miami got on campus. I think it was last week at some point. I think it was maybe last. No, maybe it was a week before that. But Miami's recruiting Chicago at a really high level. Um, you know, I think that they've done, uh, you know, five star Justin Scott, the defensive lineman. I think, uh, you know, he's someone I probably could have thrown on this list, too. I mean, Miami's doing an excellent job recruiting him there. Um, but we've talked about him a ton. Uh, Lightfoot is, is again, a, a pass rusher with some size listed at six foot five, 215 pounds. Again, I think uh, kind of you know, kind of mirrors uh, what a young Jason Taylor might have looked like. And I think they see him as someone that could be developed under JT and, uh, you know, could eventually have a very, very good career. And uh, there's a lot of big time programs kind of chasing after him. And I think, uh, you know, since Miami's gotten him on campus, uh, you know, I think they, they they definitely made a move there. So uh, Marquise Lightfoot is is probably a name that Miami fans want to familiarize themselves themselves with because he's someone that the Hurricanes are going to recruit at a very high level. Let's stay on the defensive line, Mr. LJ McCray, who we saw him in Orlando at the Under Armour yeah. camp. Huge guy, six foot six, two sixty, out of Daytona Beach Mainland High School, number ninety overall player in the country. Has a frame that will still fill out. I think I I think he's a uh, defensive tackle in the long run. Yeah. But I guess he could be a big long guy on the edge too, versatile guy. Um, why do you feel like Miami's trending positively for him? Yeah, he's someone that, again, I, I think once Miami kind of saw him in person and were able to sort of size him up, I think he's someone that kind of shot up the board even, even more uh, than he kind of already was. And uh, I think Miami has some momentum in that recruitment. Steve Wiltfong wrote it in his Sunday uh, Miami Insider. And, you know, I had been hearing very, very similar things that this is someone that Miami's kind of turning the heat up on. Him and his teammate, uh, Xavier Mincy, who's a, a, a big cornerback that, that the Hurricanes really like. But LJ McCray is, uh, it, it, he again, I think he checks off a lot of the boxes, David. You said he can probably be a defensive tackle, uh, you know, or, again, or a big, or big edge. But I, I think Miami uh, sees themselves potentially putting on 
some putting some weight on him and, and having him kind of, you know, make things happen on the inside. And uh, again, he's a guy from, from here, from the sunshine state that they got on campus this spring. Auburn's kind of been involved you know, the Florida schools, Florida state and Florida. Um, Georgia has gotten him on campus recently as well. Uh, but I think Miami's in as good of a position as, as anyone in, uh, for that, in that recruitment. Last guy to discuss here also on the defensive line, number eight overall player in the country out of, Sal Point Height or Catholic in Tucson, Arizona. That is defensive end Elijah Rushing. Yeah, Miami got Elijah Rushing uh, on campus, and again, I, he he's just kind of a freak show. I think he's one of those. I think it's obvious just looking at him that he is, you know, one of the very best in the country. And uh, again, I think Miami just kind of fell in love with him. Jason Taylor fell in love with him, and again, I think uh, Rushing kind of heard. Uh, you know, the pitch from Miami and the idea of potentially learning under an NFL Hall of Famer. And look, there's a lot of schools out West. There's a lot of schools nationally who want to get their hands on rushing. Uh, but I, I think Miami's, uh, you know, in, in the same group as, uh, you know, the Oregon's, maybe the USC's uh, and others, many others who are recruiting rushing, uh, you know, really, really well. I, I think Miami's just done a good job of kind of cementing themselves as a as a contender and look my uh, dad went to uh to american high school in my in miami lakes and so i think that you know there is the idea of kind of a homecoming i, I believe they still have family here in, in dade county uh so it's not like an insane far-fetched idea that uh you know elijah rushing would leave arizona and come all the way down to south florida again i think it would be a place where him and maybe his family would be comfortable spending the next few years. So I think that's just something to consider in this recruitment as well. Good stuff, Gabby. Yeah. Miami might not have outside of chance Robinson, big name commits on the board right now, but they, they're still positioning themselves to uh, close strong and have some big time prospects committed by the end of July. Those were some of the names to know. There's, there's plenty more to that we didn't get to here in this portion of the podcast that Miami's in a good spot with as well. Gabby, let's talk about the transfer portal that opened on April 15th, uh, the day before. So it was April 14th, I guess an interesting name popped up and announced he was entering the portal and his name is Lou Cristobal. He is the nephew of Mario Cristobal. Played at Columbus High School, goes six foot two seventy five. Starter for Georgia State last year. Started five games at left guard in twenty twenty two. Pro Football Focus graded him out as with a seventy nine pass blocking grade. Allowed only two pressures and zero sacks during his playing time at Georgia State. What do we need to know about Mister Lou Cristobal? Yeah, I think you need to know his last name. And I think you need to know the last name of Miami's head coach. Uh, you know, I, I think that, you know, it might maybe only be a matter of time before Lou Cristobal is eventually back home at Miami. I mean, this is his nephew. So his brother's son. I mean, I think that this is just a, a pretty a pretty seamless kind of obvious, uh, you know, move for Miami. Uh, again, doesn't necessarily have that, you know, earlier in the podcast, we were talking about, you know, interior linemen with ideal size. And all that, but I think, uh, you know, I think, you know, they Lou uh, kind of has the that crystal ball mentality of just being a gritty kind of hard nosed uh, interior offensive lineman. I think he's someone that's basically going to sit behind Matt Lee 
um, you know, kind of compete with Ryan Rodriguez, a fellow Miami Columbus, uh, you know, alum, uh, Luke Christmas went to Miami Columbus as well. And I think that, you know, in 2024, uh, you know, maybe Luke Cristobal, Ryan Rodriguez compete for that center spot if Matt Lee goes off to the NFL or whatever the case may be. But, uh, you know, I I would expect Luke Cristobal to probably come home and play for Miami and just kind of asking around. It sounds like a situation that's more likely than not to happen. Just, uh, you know, just considering, you know, kind of the obvious. Another an, an intriguing name. Uh, this is just national level intriguing name that entered the portal on Saturday is Bear Alexander. He is a defensive tackle that played his true freshman season this past season at Georgia. He goes 6'3", 305. He played 169 defensive snaps at Georgia this past season, which speaks to his talent because Georgia has some straight-up dudes on the defensive line, and he was able to crack a little bit of a role as a true freshman, which is not easy to do, period. Definitely not easy to do at a place like Georgia. I believe in the national championship game, Gabby, he had two tackles for loss and a sack uh, against TCU. Gabby, uh, you know, he's from the state of Texas. He took an official visit to Miami back in the uh, summer of 2021, I believe. Um, I will say this, you know, he's from the state of Texas. So those Texas schools are always someone to, something to monitor uh, with any of these big-time portal guys because of the NIL opportunities those Texas schools can generally offer. But there was buzz back in January that USC uh, was a school to watch out for Mr. Bear Alexander. Um, I'm curious, have you heard anything from Miami's standpoint about Mr. Bear? I haven't heard anything directly from Miami that, uh, you know, that Bear Alexander is, you know, someone that they're pursuing. I would imagine, I mean, he kind of checks the boxes of what they're looking for on the interior defensive line. Uh, like you said, David, he did officially visit Miami at one point. Uh, and, you know, at that at that time, seemed like he, he enjoyed his time. I think he came uh, with his girlfriend. Who knows if they're still together, but he came he came with uh, some other, uh, you know, family and things like that. So uh, he has experienced Miami. There's great need at Miami. Of course, like you said, he had a, he, he played in the national title game and, you know, was productive, had a good, had a good showing. And he did play, you know, uh, you know, often enough for, for, for Georgia on an insanely deep uh, defensive line. So uh, it sounds like he would make, he'd make a lot of sense for Miami to pursue USC. Of course, like you said, David is, an extremely uh, enticing opportunity. They need all the help that they can kind of get on the defensive side. I think we saw that in the Cotton Bowl when Tulane put up like 75 points on them. Um, Miami needs a lot of help too, but I can see why USC would go would want to, you know, get a guy like Bear Alexander. The Texas schools, like you said, I think at one point he might have been committed to Texas A&M or was close to committing to Texas A&M. Um, so I think that's something to consider. Texas just took an interior defensive lineman, uh, Trill yeah, Carter from from Minnesota. Uh, so, I mean, may, I don't know if Texas is still in the market for a defensive tackle. Maybe they are, right. uh, but look, I, I mean, I think mine would make sense too. I know Bear Alexander spent some time at IMG Academy. So, um, you know, he is, you know, he has spent time in Florida before. So uh, I think he would make a lot of sense. I think he's a stud. Uh, so I, I, I would be very enticed by, by that opportunity. In general, I think most portal additions are a way to raise your floor 
in terms of what your team can be for the upcoming season, you know, as depth guys or rotational guys that can help uh, limit the drop off from a starter to backup, et cetera. But to me, Bear Alexander is the rare guy that can raise your ceiling. And uh, in Miami's case, you know, I think he's a guy that can add one win to your season if you get a full healthy season of Bear Alexander uh, as as a defensive tackle along with the guys they, they already have returning. So I would imagine that Miami is exploring him as an option. But I do think, you know, USC would be a school to keep an eye on. So we'll see how that plays out. Um, how about other other positions to keep an eye on? I know we keep hammering it, but are we still feeling corner, wide receiver, outside of D tackle, corner, wide receiver? I mean, pretty much everywhere. Is it fair to say? Yeah, I think if there's a good option that emerges at pretty much any position, uh, I think that Miami would would definitely test the waters. I mean, Miami offered a Miami offered a right guard out of Wyoming. Uh, you know, Emmanuel Pregnon uh, played 625 snaps. Uh, you know, 70, uh, 74 run blocking grade, 70.5 pass blocking grade, uh, seven, allowed seven pressures, uh, just two penalties. And again, you know, started what I think it was like 10 plus games for, for Wyoming, six foot at six foot two, six, six foot six, 312 pounds. Uh, so, I mean, if I mean, I could see them adding another guard to this whole mix, another interior lineman, like you said, David, uh, you know, yes, I think they fixed that first you know, five, especially at uh, along the interior with JV and Cohen, Matt Lee and S Cooper, but that second way, that second team of, of guards is still, I think a work in progress and Miami offered again, a, a big body in there that maybe can come in and compete with a young Inez Cooper, who at the end of the day is just still a true sophomore. So, um, I mean, not saying that that's the, I'm not saying that Miami's getting this guy, uh, right now, but I think it's interesting that they offered. And again, I think it just shows that if there's a spot, where they feel like they can get better by adding someone, I think that they're going to do it. And I've said this a million times in the past as well. I don't think that there's a, like a, a, a spot crunch. I don't think that there's right. uh, you know, an issue with numbers where they have three spots to give out and it has to be perfect. Like I think they are pretty flexible going into this transfer season. Uh, so I think that's something to just keep in mind as Miami goes through this, through this 15 day window. Are you a business owner or manager in need of seasonal or temporary staff? Let the folks at LT Pro Enterprises assist. The folks at LT Pro Enterprises can help you find laborers for your business in the state of Florida with an expanding footprint to other states as well. Reach out to Lionel Torres at torreslionel1, the number one, at gmail.com. LT Pro Enterprises your source for all of your staffing and labor needs. Last thing I want to touch on, Gabby, you were out at the OT7 7-on-7 uh, seven event up in Orlando, attracted plenty of top players. So I just wanted to get your thoughts on some guys that impressed you in terms of their performance. Um, where do you want to go first? I know the first name you gave me was Justin Denson, a 6'2", 185-safety out of Rhode Island. You don't hear about many big time players coming out of Rhode Island. So uh, tell us about Mr. Denson. Yeah. I mean, Denson, I mean, he's a great looking prospect. Uh, Miami's recruiting Denson as a cornerback. Uh, Jamal Adai had just, he, he just offered recently. 
Uh, and Denson told me he, uh, he, his, his little league coach uh, grew up a huge Miami fan. So he has like photos of himself throwing up the U when he was a kid and stuff like that. He, again, he, he, he looks like a prototypical cornerback. I mean, kind of what Miami's looking for, six foot two, David, like you said, I think 185 pounds. I mean, he can make plays. I was there for the Saturday session and, uh, you know, he made a really nice interception on a ball. Uh, he has those natural instincts. I think he plays, he goes both ways. Uh, he kind of asked him what position he was most comfortable with. He said, I'm a football, he said, I'm a football player and a playmaker. So I can play anywhere on the field. So I think he has that natural confidence that I think you want from a cornerback. I think he might be getting down to Miami this week. Um, kind of stay tuned for that. Cause I'm getting, I'm getting just some buzz on my end that Justin Denson may be in town this week. Um, so I'm just kind of, you know, going through the proper channels of trying to confirm, but I'm pretty sure that uh, Justin Denson will be here sometime. So uh, just a name Miami fans, I think need to be aware of just kind of like long-term. And again, I think even now in the short term that he might be visiting that. And again, performed well. I think he's a, a legit defensive back target. There's also, it's also worth mentioning. Uh, he does have an Alabama offer according yeah. to his profile. Yeah, so. He's one of the, like the fastest rising prospects in the country. Like he's get, he's picking up a ton of offers right now. I think Miss, Michigan state, uh, I think Notre Dame is offered uh, recently uh, Florida. Uh, I think South Carolina offered, you know, here on Monday morning or Monday as we are recording this podcast. Uh, so there, there's plenty of big time schools coming after him. And again, after kind of seeing him in person, I think it's easy to see why. How about Caleb Odom? You already discussed him a little yeah. bit here earlier, the tight end, the athletic tight end, but anything else to add there from what you saw at this seven on seven event? Yeah, I think he's just like a wall. He's just like a mismatch, you know, especially in the seven on seven set setting. I mean, there's, he's a legit six foot five, 215 pounds. There's not a lot of people that can kind of cover him. And I think he's, he's athletic and he can, he can run. Like there's a lot to like about Caleb Odom. And I think again, actually watching him move around on Saturday was, was extremely impressive. So I think if that's Miami's tight end, this class, which I think we should hope it will be, and I think Miami's hoping it will be, uh, I think, uh, you know, that's something to be extremely excited about. Zaquan Patterson, uh, local safety out of Shamanah Madonna, six foot 185. We talked about him in this podcast previously, but what did you like about him over the weekend? Yeah, I mean, go, he goes both ways. I mean, he plays safety, and I think he does a really good job of just kind of holding down his territory, just finding the ball in the air, just making good plays. Um, he goes on offense and he makes like, you know, circus catches, like kind of like playing like in the slot and even on the outside, like he goes up and makes plays over DBs. I think he has those natural ball skills that you want as a safety because you know yeah. as a safety he can go up there and get it. I mean, I have no doubt in my mind that I think, you know, Saquon Patterson is going to be, you know, a very, very good safety at the college level, really just because we see what he can do on offense. And then we know what he's done on the defensive side, you know, at Shamanad Madonna, just with the countless exposures that we have to him. So, I mean, I think Zaquan Patterson is, is big time. I think he's someone, you know, I've always felt like he's someone that Miami really needed to get in this class, but I feel like even more so that, you know, he's extremely, extremely talented. And I think he's one of the better uh, defensive back prospects in the country. So they've taken a defensive back here recently in, in Dylan Day. They're trending for another guy, Isaiah Thomas. Those two commitments don't necessarily mean anything in terms of Miami. I guess Miami's still going to recruit Zaquan Patterson yeah. is the best oh, way yeah. to say it. Definitely. Let's go on to wide receiver Terrence Moore, TJ Moore, four-star wide receiver out of Tampa Catholic, 6'3", 190, big-bodied wide receiver with – Good amount of juice to him as well yeah. with uh, how big he is. What'd you like about him? 
Yeah, he's a big bot. He's a like what you said, David. He's big. Uh, you know, he can make he can go up and make those contested catches. He made a he made a big big time catch on the far field from where I was watching, but kind of turning our head, we kind of caught a glimpse of of the play he made in the back corner of the end zone. Uh, his whole team basically came and circled him around him after. Uh, you know, he's a guy that that can that can run. You know, he can run. He's kind of a long strider. Uh, I think that he's a really really talented. Uh, you know, just pass catcher. I, I I don't think he's perfect. I think there's stuff that he still needs to kind of clean up in, in terms of, you know, just like kind of seeing the ball through and, you know, he had kind of, he had like one, like maybe kind of bad drop where it's just like, you know, you know, he can clean those things up, but I think his size, his stature, the way he moves. And then when he goes up and gets the ball, there's just not a lot of people that can go up and grab it the way that Terrence Moore can. And just kind of talking with him after uh, Kevin Beard was actually the first coach to ever offer him a scholarship back when he was at Toledo. So I think that there's a really good relationship there. And he was on campus recently also, uh, you know, one of those receivers that, you know, Miami's kind of, in the mix it's four, uh, but there's also a lot of national uh, programs that are kind of coming after him. And, you know, I probably wouldn't bank on him being in Miami's class. I could see him going elsewhere. Who are the top schools you think? What vibe yeah. did you get for? Him? Yeah. He, he mentioned, I think he mentioned Ohio state. He mentioned, um, he mentioned Georgia. Uh, I think he mentioned USC, uh, a, a couple, a couple different schools like that. Um, I can't remember exactly off the top of my head, but he mentioned, he just rattled off a bunch of uh, out of state schools that were uh, that that are recruiting him hard and he said his official visits he wants to take them all out of state and again you have like an unlimited amount of official visits now apparently so um we'll see how that kind of totally works out i feel like a lot of kids end up saying oh i'm not going to visit this place because it's so close to home but if you're really considering them you're going to have to officially visit there uh yeah. so we'll see if miami ends up getting one of those opportunities also a couple of 2025 wide receivers yeah. Uh, impressed you let's start with Walden Charles or sorry Wade and Charles yeah uh 63180 Somerset Academy big time offers already uh from from programs across the southeast what'd you like about him yeah I mean I just want to preface this by saying like I think there's going to be it's going to be another really strong class in 2025 and wide receivers like like we all kind of gushed over that 2023 class rightfully so there was a lot of great playmakers I think we were talking about, oh, 2024 is also a good class with Jeremiah Smith and Josiah Trader, Chance Robinson, you know, some of the other guys that are Lewayne McCoy, some of the other guys that are local, like, you know, local or semi-local. I think this 2025 class is really, really good too. Uh, Wade and Charles, I mean, it kind of felt like his coming out party, uh, you know, at least for us, uh, just because, you know, he has a lot of big offers. Miami offered a while ago. Georgia recently offered. I mean, he has a, he has plenty. Uh, but kind of it was our opportunity to watch him in person for the first time. He but just like burns Charles Lester, the 2024 uh, five-star cornerback, a couple times just beats him long for long touchdowns. And Charles Lester is a really, really good player. Um, you know, I just think that he goes up there. He can run. He's big. Six, I think he's listed at six foot three, 180 pounds. You know, he's a big, big kid. Uh, he can definitely make plays, can run. So I'm super excited about Wade and Charles. He's a, he's a name I'm excited to track here over the next few years. And then another 2025, Kamari Williams, 6'3", 175 out of Shamanad Madonna. Yeah, again, I think he's I think he's the real deal. I think he another another big kid, I think around that six foot three range. Also, another one that was kind of playing, it was like Wade and Charles, Kamari Williams, and then like Zaquan Patterson was playing the slot. They ended up winning the tournament. Uh, but Kamari Williams just transferred to to Shamanad Madonna. I'm not sure exactly where he was, uh, you know, as a sophomore. But I, again, I, I'm really, really excited about him. Miami hasn't offered yet. I think they have to like ASAP because I think he's going to be a national recruit. And uh, I think he's going to have no shortage of options. Uh, once I'm sure maybe his spring stuff makes the rounds or whatever with people, 
if colleges start, you know, flocking to Shamanad Madonna to watch them practice, I bet you Kamari Williams is going to end up having a huge, huge spring. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Miami offered sooner rather than later. Good stuff as always. Talent acquisition season is here. Transfer portal open. High school prospects starting to commit. Gabby's all over it. Again, 50% off deal going on right now inside the U. Uh, annual sub. If you're a monthly member, you can upgrade. No problem. Uh, I think later in the week, Gabby, let's do a podcast where we kind of review the spring game, kind of put a bow on spring in general uh, with where the team is at and our thoughts on the roster, et cetera, et cetera. So that should be a fun podcast. Um, and appreciate everyone for listening. Appreciate our sponsors as always. Their support means a lot to us. And until next time, take care. all-star studded challenge ever and this time it's every competitor for themselves best challenge ever the challenge all-stars new season now streaming on paramount plus go to paramountplus.com to try it free terms apply